Here we are back at Conspire Theory Podcast, and with me is a special guest, Tom from the DWN T-shirt. Joe, what is it again? The, the horror, the horror will fill you podcast. Tell me about your show again, Tom. Introduce yourself. Well, I'm the co-host of DWN Productions THC Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts on the Horrorphilia Podcast Network. I am the one who doesn't run t-shirts or fast custom shirts. I am the one who runs masks or dwnproductions.net. Oh, that's pretty cool. So basically you make these, these god awful horror masks. I remember you had one, uh, one of my favorites was of the, it's not Ben Grimm licensing purposes, but it's a very concrete kike looking character with blue eyes and a big old cigar. It's highly offensive, sir. Highly offensive. You shouldn't say horrible. People are going to think I do shoddy work. <laughs> my apologies. My apologies. I knew Joe, T-shirt Joe, through a friend of a friend, and then that's how I came across your podcast, is that you guys were doing a podcast together. And at first, I mean, when I hear that someone has a podcast, I'll click on it and subscribe just out of a courtesy because I'm charitable and shit like that. And I rarely ever actually listen to the show. And then one time you guys actually did a, I think it was an expose or something on R. Crumb. I found that fascinating because I saw that movie and it affected me so much. And I was like, let me see what these, these guys, what their take on it is. And I listened to your show. It was so, I want to say I, it, the show was like, uh, uh, I don't know. It was like, it was like, uh, it was like discovering crack for the first time. I loved it so much. I was like, holy shit. These guys are hilarious. I mean, I didn't even know that Joe was on the show. I thought that, that the show is just, just a bunch of nerds taking his money. Since I saw that he was on it, you know, I listened to his show and then I listened to your show and your banter back and forth was, was really, really funny and, and good. And you guys just played off each other so well. And when you were taking on the, the R. Crumb documentary, it's like, it was freaking hilarious. Oh, these guys get it. Right. I appreciate it for sure, man. Yeah. That's really the only thing I know about that fucking guy is what I seen in the uh, documentary. I think it's just called Crumb, right? With a C. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, being the, the head shop art movement stuff, I kind of grew up on that shit. So seeing that and then seeing you guys like do a thing on that. And then after that, I immediately binged the rest of the show. It's like, I, I got to get more of this shit. There was just something in the raunchy humor and the, the bad and raunchy humor that just stuck with me it resonated with me for some reason people listening to this show that if they listen to your show they can see that kind of that same spirit of excessive raunchiness we don't give a fuck type of of humor that resonates in my show as well yeah, i would say you're about the same age as me right grew up in the 90s somewhere around that time yeah so back then it was all about fuck the french what happened to that i want to get back to where everybody marches in the street and says fuck the french We'll have Al Bundy leading the way. Times have changed, and I don't know. Everyone's just really soft now. Yeah. Uh, the word snowflake, that's kind of Chiron-esque word. So <laughs> it. Explain for the audience Chiron. Oh, uh, Chiron is the lead character from uh, Moonlight, the Academy Award-winning Moonlight. If you want to call people the two most offensive things in the English language but don't want to get in trouble, just call them Chiron. <laughs> uh, and and just spoilers, spoiler alert, Chiron was gay. He was. That's why he won. Because it was a movie about a gay black kid who grew up to be a gay black man. 
And that's winning. Yeah, speak of the humor and stuff, what you were getting at earlier about how people are freaking soft now. And it, it's nice to hear something that's different. That's, and I we had talked earlier and you had turned me on to a bunch of other shows like Legion of Skanks, um, the Church of What's Happening Now, and a bunch of other stuff. And I am just in hog heaven in these podcasts because they're good. You know, it's it's refreshing to get something where we can get dirty again. Goddamn right, cocksucker. Go see Uncle Joey. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit, man. But, like, they're fucking, they're probably same age. No, not Joey. I mean, he's older, but old school, too. It's just, like, the shit that's coming up now. You look at the comedians now and just what they're talking about. It's like that one fucking guy, uh, Hari Kondabalo or whatever the fuck. I don't, sorry, dude. I'm American. Just blame it on me being a white American. And I can't pronounce your last name. But he made that fucking documentary, No One Saw the Problem with Apu. And it's just him being a fucking crybaby the whole way through. Even like the beginning of the movie, the first 10 minutes, it's like uh, him saying, man, Apu reminds me of my father. It's disrespectful, blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, your dad has the fucking accent it's a goddamn cartoon show it's supposed to be funny but you're over here crying like a bitch all right let's go see what your parents have to say what did his parents say stop crying like a little fucking bitch you look like apu it's great and then the rest is just him I'm, I'm a little baby it's just like man i thought you were supposed to be funny <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's we can't have funny shit anymore. And that kind of sucks. And and you, me, and the Legion of Skanks and all those other people, we're kind of on the front lines of reclaiming humor again. And a lot of people say, Well, no, it's just a shelter for being offensive. It's like, well, you know, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with being offensive? Humor and art, I always felt like art and stuff, it's supposed to be provocative. It's what drives the culture. It what keeps the culture getting stronger because you deal with these offensive ideas and you process them and you get over them. Our society is like just a simple coolest monkey in the jungle t-shirt sends people into fucking riots. And it's like, you know, a, a tough culture wouldn't do that. We just laugh at it and say, ah, okay, monkeys, that's it. Yeah, get over it. Move on. So, someone fucked up there big time. I don't know if it was the photographer. Maybe he looked around like, what the fuck? Is everyone cool with this? Maybe it was the mom being like, fuck it, I don't care, I'm getting some money. Maybe it was the guy photoshopping the images for the catalog. I don't know, but that had to go through at least one person that was like, what the, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> I think it was the kid. <laughs> I need a goddamn Black Panther figure. All the new lines coming out, and I need that shit, mom. I wear the goddamn shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the kid's fault. Yeah, I mean, I totally get why people are mad about that. It's funny that that got through. It's funny in the same way. Oh, I won't say that. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny, and that's it. You know, it, yeah, I could see it's one of those things where you have to try really hard to make it offensive. I can understand where it is offensive, but to be offended by it, you know, you really, really have to put some effort into that. I mean, sort of, kind of, but uh, after nigger, monkey's the go-to. So I can totally see why black people would be mad about that shit. I've also heard from a few, because I associate with them, that they thought it was pretty funny too. Yeah, it was fucked up, but it was funny. It's mostly fucking white people just getting all uppity about this, trying to impress black people. 
Yeah, that's, that's another thing I hate is the whole, I'm going to get offended for someone else. That bullshit doesn't fly with me. You know, it's like, if they're not offended, then they're not offended. If they don't care, then they don't need to care, you know? But they should, because I think they should. Well, I don't know. Oh, come on. They have to think how I think. <laughs> In that case, you're right. Yeah, they, they have to care. They don't, they're, they're too stupid to know that they, that they should be offended. So, of course, I have to be offended for them, which means I have to also thank for them and remind them that, hey, I'm offended for you, so you have to be offended to justify my being offended in the first place type of bullshit. Yeah, fuck letting people be people. Yes, absolutely. One of the things I like about your show also is because I don't usually listen to horror podcasts because, well, one thing I really don't give a fuck about horror movies, but I usually, I always get this, I guess you could call it a stereotype when it comes to horror culture and it's usually the same shit. A bunch of metalhead, a bunch of fat, overweight, metalheads wearing black talking about how brilliant rob zombie is you know going on and on about their favorite horror movie you know going on how much blood it has how good it is type of bullshit and usually that's the kind of image that i get and when i listen to your show yeah i get like a little bit of that but you guys are actually you're not metalheads well i mean i think joe is but yeah you're not exactly the stereotypical metalhead type of shit i listen to rap hip-hop and punk music uh, so you're a wigger. Uh, I was when I was in high school, sure. But I think we all went through that phase. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of snow when I was a kid. The <laughs> goddamn informer. Come here, boy. <laughs> uh, song about a guy getting raped in the hood. Pretty good. Pretty good lyrics, buddy. A for effort. Yeah, many of the of the shitty horror movies that you guys talk about is stuff that most people like probably aren't ever going to watch. And thanks to you guys, they probably won't ever watch because you give them warnings of how shitty these movies are. And some of them are, your reviews are so hilarious. It's like, sometimes I actually want to watch these movies that you guys give bad reviews for to see just how terrible it is. Yeah, I mean, good movies come out every so often, and when you see a great movie, it's fucking awesome. But there's a lot of bad fucking movies out there that'll entertain you just based on how fucking bad they are. And I like laughing at other people's misfortune. Makes me feel better about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially with the mockbusters that come out now, where once there's a blockbuster, then there's a bunch of mockbusters, like um, Horror Avengers or some shit like that. I guess they're starting to go the superhero route now, but before it's like Deep Impact, and then they would release some sort of, you know, Sudden Impact or, or Sudden deep impact or some shit like that and it's usually like asylum pictures which has you know these people who just got off the d-list like made for tv stars starring in a, i guess what would be what would have been a major movie role or something or at least they treat it like that don't you ever say insane clown posse's on the d-list again i worked <laughs> on an asylum movie with them and they were class acts they're grown men in clown paint and they are class acts sir <laughs> I never said anything about the insane clown posse. Uh, they did an asylum movie called Death Racers. Oh shit! <laughs> no rip off of Death Race. Does not if, surprise me. If you look closely, you can see me getting cut in half by a white guy playing a Mexican. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty funny. I know I was offended at that. I was just like, really, we're in California. You got a white guy to play a Mexican? Yeah, All you right. can't get authentic Mexicans. And I guess they wanted too much. Yeah, I guess I guess it was too much gas from the Home Depot. Let's pick them up, 
in our cars that weren't legal to drive on the road because they were all chopped up and pretty much movie props. We were driving down the road to get to locations. We could have picked them up. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of, of, of your history with movies, you don't just watch movies and, you know, play an extra. You've actually made a couple. I have. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, my first movie, fuck, it's getting close on 10 years now. We're all getting old and we're going to die soon. But, uh, it's called Race War the Remake. It's a modern day black exploitation movie because I am a big fan of the old school 70s black exploitation movies. That's when people had heart. And they wanted to make a good movie, but most of them, they didn't. But anyways, it's about a crack dealer named Baking Soda and his boy Wonder, GED. A white man comes to town selling his new brand of drugs, and uh, his clientele starts dwindling away slowly but surely. And then he goes to find out what's happening to his money. Sorry, I'm just kind of burr, burr, burr. I'm a little high right now. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's if you like Rudy Ray Moore and uh, the movie Peter Jackson's Bad Taste, kind of like a combination of those two things. So if that interests you, go check it out. Second one is Cheese Balls. It's, uh, you don't watch a lot of horror movies, like you said, but a lot of anthologies that come out are fucking dog shit. And a lot of horror movies that come out are dog shit. So maybe you're pretty smart for not watching them. So this is just uh, set up an anthology of the most garbage, shoddily put-together shorts we could do. There's the pizza that rapes people, one through three, Cocksucker the movie, uh, the fantastical banana spider hero boy. That's all uh, CGI animated like the general commercials. So if you ever wanted to see what that looked like for about 13 minutes, check out Cheese Balls and get it at dwnproductions.net. And soon Amazon Prime is working on that a little today. <laughs> that sounds cool. We got one in the works. I've been talking about that for years because fucking bullshit happens and some people just do what John Cena tells you to do or not to do. Yeah, I think up. I think one of your production assistants was working on some stuff and then he went to ride an ATV and broke his arm in seven places and then like somehow lost all the footage. That son of a bitch thought I was Brian Singer. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's safer to, to sleep to have the little boys just sit on your lap rather than you go out and get them. Not sitting on your lap if it's in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Huh. Uh, I suppose so. In court, Brian. Sorry, bud. And speaking of rape, there's a lot of rape going on. I, I guess you heard about the Stanley groping people? Yeah, fucking big surprise there. Fucking 95-year-old man fucking grabbing fucking nurses' asses. Like, that isn't a stereotypical old man joke from forever. Yeah, that's... Out of here with that shit. Yeah, that needs asking them to, like, jerk them off and stuff. <laughs> Why don't you come over here and jerk me off, honey? I made Spider-Man. Hmm. Fucking old ass man. That's what they do. Yeah, but because he's Stanley and those nurses, they're gonna probably make a good heap of money off of uh, his, off of suing his estate once he's dead. I mean, they're suing him now, but he's not gonna live to see trial. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's fucking like Steve Dicko's great granddaughter. I'll get this money somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. Is you guys are very you talk not just horror movies, but you talk comic books as well. And you guys seem to be pretty up to snuff on your history. Hell yeah, just really the horror movies and the comics 
in the images we make to put out there. That's all just a hook to get you in. It's just like, oh, maybe you'll like one of these topics and listen to it. Because as you can tell, we just start out with something say, hey, Halloween. Hey, John Carpenter looks like a dead fucking man, doesn't he? He's probably the grip keeper in real life. And we just go off on tangents like that. And movies are just really a jumping off point for something else. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really do enjoy the show. Um... Thank you. You might be fucked in the head, though. Yeah, <laughs> I probably am. Because I remember I, I got on there one time when you, you guys asked me on for, like, to represent furries. That's fucking great. And that was I, the furry any, episode. Anytime I'm in the shop late night and I'm fucking smashed, I will put that on and it'll keep me going. <laughs> I think the uh, episode was called Furry Nation. So if anybody out there wants to listen to it, go look up DWN's THC podcast, Furry Nation. Don't know the episode number. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it and put it into the show notes. Good man. Good man. Great man. Yeah, so tell me a bit about what you do when you go to conventions and shit, the whole making masks and shit. What is... What is that all about? Oh, well, when I go to conventions, I usually put masks on a table and then I'll sit there and drink beer all weekend. <laughs> I think that's why you came on. It was like, you know, I go to conventions and have fun. It's like, yeah, I go to conventions and look at the back of masks and drink beer. I'm not really sure what having fun at a convention is. But besides that, uh, I do my art under the name DWN Productions, which stands for Dozer's Wire Nuts, just something silly. I thought it meant like Down Syndrome. Yeah, no, a lot of people are just like, ho-ho, Down Productions. I'm just like, ho-ho, where's the O, you fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I make like uh, masks, busts, props. I'm a special effects guy, I guess. If you want to crunch it down into a ball, mask maker, whatever. But a bunch of that kind of shit. So if you're into monsters and shit, go check out DWNProductions.net. Also do custom work if there's something you want made. So a lot of like practical, you know, the old school practical effects. You got it, homeboy. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a dying art, I got to admit. Yeah, you got to be fucking stupid to do that shit nowadays. <laughs> well, at least you got the beer when you're, you're drinking that at the convention. Yeah. Do you have I any? Beer in one bullet. Uh, you got any crazy convention stories like uh, any cosplay Bitches come up to you and like try to like get stuff for free just because it got big tits or something like that. I know that happened to Joe a few times. Yeah, no, I don't really uh go for that shit. Most of the time, my girlfriend's with me, so she'll just look at him like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I'm not into the whole like cosplay. To me, is just people who run around screaming, "Look at me! Look at me! Look at me!" without actually screaming it. But just I see the people in cosplay, and all I hear is, "Look at me! Look 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 at me!" Wrong with that? I don't know. Really, when it comes down to it, I just think cosplay fucking ruins the good name of Halloween. Until <laughs> I'm a fan of the holiday, and uh, I don't know, I think it cheapens it. Just oh, I can wear costumes anytime I want. Call it cosplay. Fuck you, cheapening Halloween. That's when you do it. You want to dress up? You change your costume every fucking hour on Halloween. God damn, I'm bringing Halloween back. Yeah, one of the biggest dilemma among my cosplay friends is when Halloween does come around, they don't know what to wear. And I'm like, you have like six, seven costumes around your in your closet. You don't have room for real food in your kitchen because it's filled with costume shit. How can you not have something to fucking wear? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I- Appreciate the cosplayers who buy the stuff, and most of them have been all right. I just don't get it. Just like people don't get the stuff that I talk about, like sucking the cum out of dead children so the police don't find the evidence. 
Some people would find that horrible. Some people would laugh because it's horrible. So I mean to each their fucking own. Live and let live, as I say. I think I wrote that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you get away with that. Your show and your brand of humor is sort of an acquired taste. You know, it's not something that I'm going to like. It's not something that we have the family come around and sit and listen. Ooh, it's time for another DWN production. Bring Grand Wheel and Grandpa. Come on, Mom. Get your fat ass in here and listen to this shit, you bitch. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not talking to your mom or my mom. Just an imaginary mom. I wouldn't talk to my mother like that. I'm sure you wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right, folks. They're all jokes. They're all jokes. Oh, God, I hate fucking having to say that. That's one of the things that I, that on one of my first shows, I went on about how much I hate disclaimers. You know, I'm okay with warnings. Like, warning, we talk about offensive shit, but the disclaimer of this might offend you. Like, no, it's going to offend you. In today's climate, you're going to be offended. And just fucking roll with it. Shit. So. Like that, that was my Joe impression. <laughs> that's an inside joke. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, people just do it to cover their ass, but unfortunately it doesn't matter because everything's taken out of context. You can put a disclaimer whenever they want, but they can edit the audio to whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, pretty much. Now that you point it like that, I think I'll just stop with the disclaimers altogether. I mean, what the fuck? You're obviously not saying anything. You're not like, yeah, hey, man, Hitler was fucking right. That <laughs> dude had his head on straight. It's not like anybody's going around saying that shit. It's just like, ha dead babies. <laughs> it's stupid shit to get a fucking rise out of people. It means nothing. It's just, hey, listen to the silly ridiculousness. Yeah, people that actually take it seriously and try to make it into an issue, I kind of feel sorry for them. It's like, how empty is your life? Yeah. Yeah, nothing better to do. Yeah, so a segment that you have regularly on your show is you guys get together and then you say, what did you watch? What did you watch? What did you watch? <laughs> See, now we're going back to that inside joke of silence. Because for people who don't know, I'll let you in. Joe doesn't like to stay focused during the show. A lot of times he will draw during it. So there'll just be big hunks of silence. So just something has to be said to get him back into it. Like, hey, Joe, what'd you watch? Oh, oh, what? Let me me find my list. So it's just (laughs) something trying to keep him on the ball. It's just like, dude, it's a fucking hour a week. It's fucking, I know you're autistic, allegedly. You might have ADD, allegedly. Probably has a lot to do with being Mexican. But come on, just give me an hour. Sorry for banging on the table. I know that's bad for what we're doing. <laughs> but no, he's a good guy. But I mean, that's what that's about. He'll just be like, oh, I don't give a fuck what he's talking about. So I'll just fucking sit here and draw. And then he gets sucked into it. I'm saying, hey, come on now. What'd you watch, boy? <laughs> okay. So a movie that I watched, you watched too. And you gave it some online. You gave it some high thumbs up and stuff was Paddington 2. I love yeah, that movie. Pretty good. It was it was cute and it was adorable. It was just as good as the first one. It reintroduced you to all the characters without retreading the first movie too much. And if you saw the first movie, you'll see like little little hints from the other movie, but it doesn't like flat out and tell you, "Hey, this is a callback." You know, hey, just, shit, the tranny chasers back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that part. And it was it was a great movie. I I really enjoyed it. It got me right in the feels, and it even still managed to be you know magical at the same time. I guess they're the Harry Potter people they're doing the paddington films because they ran out of harry potter books and the fantastic beast didn't do so well so i guess their basement budget you know let's just throw some shit out there to make so make a quick buck that's what paddington is and i'm fine with it i i like it i like that the movies 
Yeah, I guess it was released in uh, England first, obviously, I think back in November. And uh, it came out this past weekend here in the States. And it opened at, like, number fucking seven. Insidious beat it, and that's been out for Insidious was terrible. But, yeah, it sucks that uh, Paddington did so low, but I think they made a shitload of money over in England for that. Yeah, they they must have, because it was was a really charming film, and I liked it. So, I know why you watched it. (laughs) When you were a kid, did you ever see uh, that... It was less like stop motion mixed with like really shitty animated The People, that Paddington show. I saw it on Nickelodeon. I'm not sure where you might have seen it if you have. Yeah, I probably would have seen it at the same place, Nickelodeon. I remember that show. That's what got me into it. And just like every other kid, I grew out of it. I was like, fuck a Paddington. The fuck? Fuck yeah. I love him because he loves marmalade and shit, but I'm not going to go watch that. And then the fucking movie, like the original movie came out. I was like, ha ha, Paddington, I remember you, my nigga. Not gonna go see you though. I'm gonna play it up like I am, but I'm not. It's just a joke. Like my fandom for John Cena. So, this time around, I was just like, man, fuck it, movie pass. I'm gonna go see fucking Paddington 2 as a goof. But first, catch up and watch Paddington 1. That's streaming now on Netflix. And I would be surprised if that isn't one charming fucking movie. Yeah, it is. It's it's really charming. You know, you don't see shit like that anymore. I mean, everything is like, it's, it's kind of like a movie that they would have made like 20 years ago, and they made it today. It that. reminded me like the premises and the story and everything. I mean, they stay true to the book and the old show or the books and the old show. It's just your fucking basic ass fucking plot, basic ass characters, but what they do with it, just like, yeah, all right, good job. For a fucking, I don't go around watching kids fucking movies because why would I? Like, I was surprised. It gets pretty fucking dark for a PG. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this movie's about killing and stuffing poor little Paddington. Goddamn orphan bear. <laughs> yeah. In your head. So, what's your favorite marmalade? Paddington's was orange. I think I had apricot, which is maybe an orange. I don't know. They're both orange colored. I don't know my marmalades that well. Well, it's just like jelly. But it's called marmalade because they're fucking British. <laughs> oh yeah, when I'm watching the when I'm watching the Paddington, that's like a perfect fantasy movie for me because you can imagine what England is like now, where they have all the Muslim refugees sleeping out in the street, and you could get raped at at any second. It's like way fucking dark. So when I see the Paddington and they have the clean streets and you know white people everywhere, I'm like, oh, I'm watching a fantasy movie. And then Paddington Two comes and brings you back into reality. Throw some brown in there. Yeah, but he's not like sleeping in the streets. Well, he does. The guy does lock his keys out of his car, out of his house. So in the seats, in the seats, in the streets, many times. Sorry, I was having a stroke. Yeah, but yeah, that that was a great movie. That was a great movie. Anything else you seen that that was pretty good? Uh, I haven't walked out in a movie in a while, but I walked out of Insidious Four. It was right at the very end. And I don't know how much was left, but like I looked at my clock and I was just like, yeah, this is, this is just going to be over soon. But, uh, I don't know if you have seen any of the insidious movies. I never have before because I guess 15, maybe 18 ish years ago when, uh, the slew of PG 13 horror movies started. It's like, what the fuck are you going to make a PG 13 horror movie for? It's just going to be a bunch of, oh yeah, jump scares. Yeah. 
But fuck it, movie pass. I'll go see Insidious 4. Man, Lynn Shay was acting like she was in a drama. These other people were acting like they were in a buddy comedy. And it was supposed to be wrapped around like this. It was, it was so, everything about it was bad. And at the end, they get out of the house. Lynn Shay like wraps her arms around her young compadres. She's like, I was always scared to die because I didn't have a family. But now I'm not because I have one. I said goodbye and watch right the fuck out that movie was filled with fucking cheesy ass lines like that i just couldn't take any more it was fucked i think the last movie i walked out of was grave dancers and that was fucking years ago too yeah insidious is laughably fucking bad i'm just sitting around like all fucking women and teenage girls going oh oh my god oh my god like really the movie is working for them. And I'm just fucking over here laughing at all the punchlines to the scares. It was fucked. It was fucked. Don't go see Insidious fucking 4. Wasn't it supposed to be like old lady, old grandma versus key bitch? Man, hey, it'd be cool if a demon had keys for fingers, right? No, not really. But what if we painted them like dirty I don't just go make your fucking movie. I don't care. All right, we got this fucking demon with keys for fingers. What do we do? Uh, I guess he can like poke him in girls' necks, turn his finger like he's locking it, and then they can't talk or scream or anything. Well, that sounds pretty dumb. But we got to shoot it now, so let's go. And that was the only fucking reason. That's the only thing keys had to do with anything. Hmm. It's very bad. <laughs> very bad. Sounds dull as fuck. Can you name like a, a good horror movie that you've seen? Like something that, that, that like makes you have faith in the genre again. Recently? Yeah, recently. Man, it sucks because every time someone's just like, man, what's a good horror movie you've seen? And I'm just like, man, it's not a horror movie, but it sounds like it is. And it's Greasy Strangler. It's a comedy, but it's fucking great. As far as, like, great fucking horror movies, man, I can't really think of one that stands out. It's like, you know what? That was really fucking good. I can't think of fucking, like, it sucks. Because I love horror movies, but fuck you gonna do. Yeah, it sounds like the horror movies don't love you. No, they're not made for me anymore. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that, I guess that's why I usually stick to science fiction. Because I want special effects and shit, but I don't want jump scares or, or dumb shit or, you know, naked teenagers running down the hall and shit like that. Yeah, I get tired of that crap. So I stick with science fiction. Right on. I like gore and shit like that. That's why I do the horror, but... I like... You know, I, just whatever. I like gore too, you know, but... You know, but I don't want it wrapped around a cheesy ass story and a, and a dumb teenager. I guess. You know, I heard The Walking Dead's really good. Uh, oh God, I hate people talking about that. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up about The Walking. It, uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I watched like five minutes of an episode and it's just people standing around talking. And I'm like, well, where are the zombies? And they have the zombies in it and the zombies are, the zombies are cool, but they're, you know, it's not about the zombies. So I'm like, ah. I don't know. I I can't watch it. Yeah, zombies are, like you said, just a backdrop for people fucking talking about shit no one cares about. Mm-hmm. And, and a, a movie that I did see that had, like, a lot of gore in it that wasn't a horror movie is the Asian movies. The Story of Ricky O. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> 
that was one of my favorite gory movies because it was needlessly gory. It is. It is a good one. I have that on my wall of DVDs. I should probably watch that again, too. And then they did the rip-off one of it. It was just like parodying it or whatever, Kung Pao. A lot of people don't like that. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I liked Kung Pao. And then there was like another one, was it uh, Kung Fu Hustle? That one was pretty oh, good. Kung Fu Hustle's fucking great. Yeah. Every now and then you get a good foreign film that, that doesn't have the dumb shit in it. Yeah. Fucking Ocha has a lot of dumb shit in it, but I like that one. <laughs> That's one about the big fat cow pig? Yeah. Super pig! Yeah. I, can, I can get touched right in the heart if it boils down to a story about a boy and his dog. I'll just be like, all right, you got me. I'll watch it. Yeah, that's why I liked about Ricky O. It was a story about the triumph of the human spirit. <laughs> in chest plugs. Yeah, and, and, you know, and also exploding people's heads and stuff and... It's good shit. I just haven't seen it in a while, so I can't like start being like, "Oh yeah," and this thing and this thing. I just remember the shit in my soul was very tough like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should definitely pull that off the fucking rack and throw it in there sometime soon. Yeah, another one that I watched that was pretty good. It was like funny too. Was uh, Robo Geisha? Uh, I think I have that one. Is that the one where the gun comes out of her ass? Yeah, one of them. They made like several movies like that. I think they had one with like mutant girls, and then another one with uh, with but the Robo Geisha was was pretty good. It was it was pretty good. It's like where the guy he like starts controlling the giant robot, and he's like smashing buildings, and like blood is gushing out of the buildings, which makes no sense. But it's a movie, so it's fun. I'm sure I've seen it or have it. I remember there was a period where I was just like, yeah, all these Jack Splat movies, I gotta watch them all. And now I have like fucking 20 just sitting on the shelf I'll never watch again. Oh, yeah, I love them. I just love them to pieces. And there's another one that's one of my favorites is The Machine Girl. Where that she gets might to... be the one where the gun comes out of her ass. Yeah, that, well, that one she replaces her hand with a, with a machine gun. Maybe it's Meatballs? No, it's not Meatball Machine. Robo Girl something? I don't know. I fucking, I know I got them. I know I got them because I spent a lot of money on garbage. And I'm pretty sure that there are several of them. I remember like the Tokyo Gore Police, which was probably it. Yeah, I got that one. And a bunch of other ones that are just, you know, just crazy ass movies. And then I remember one that was, uh, that was like kind of okay was Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl. That's the one with like the blackface makeup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that one too. Yeah, I got a lot of that shit. It just all blends together. It's pretty much just the same shit. Yeah, pretty much it is. Yeah, it's just except this time we're throwing in like one little thing different. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like them. It's just fucking, you've seen it, you've seen it. Mm hmm. Yeah, and every now and then the, the French come up with a good horror movie too. Oh, do they? Raw was real good, right? <laughs> And what was that other one, Impulse or High Tension? High Tension was pretty good. The fucking ending just fucks everything up, but fucking that dude's Hills Have Eyes remake is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, I remember having to sit through that one. Having to sit through that one. That Hills Have Eyes remake is great, sir. Yeah, the the, the first one, the second one was... was... Oh, second one's dog shit. 
Yeah, but the first one, you know, it it actually had, you know, it was a well done movie. I like sat through it because I was hoping to kind of screw this girl, and she really loved that stuff. So it's like, okay, fine, we'll go watch this. And then I watched the movie, and I was like so disgusted, I was like, oh god. Yeah, it's, it's like I I don't know. I'm not a big fan of of rape and shit like that. And yeah, that that, that really didn't. It's pretty rough in that movie. Yeah, and and that really didn't. You know, I mean, it didn't turn me completely off. I was like, okay, fine. I just roll my eyes at that scene, but. The rest of it was actually pretty good. I mean, I just, the, the characters, the main character, the main, the husband guy was kind of, you know, was kind of a, a goofball. And I really couldn't get behind him as the main hero. I mean, I was cheering for the fucking dog. The dog was the, was, to me, it was a story about, you know, dog versus hillbillies. The dog versus the radioactive hillbillies. That's pretty much what the movie was. And that's what made it work for me. And who won? The fucking dog. Goddamn right he did. Yeah, Beast. That's right. That was his name, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So that that's a good movie. It's it's a tough. Did they eat one of the dogs? Were there two dogs? Yeah, it was Beauty and Beast, and the yeah. hillbillies ate Beauty, and then yeah. Beast was like, "Oh, they ate my companion," and then it's like, "Oh, they're starting to eat my family. I'm gonna start eating them." Yeah, <laughs> so of any, course, anything fucking like if I don't care like you, I don't care for rape in movies. But uh, I really don't care for killing dogs in movies. That's like my one thing. I'd be like, all right, you cheap fuck, you suck, fuck you, and I'll probably turn it off. Yeah, because it's sort of like it, it's kind of like a cheap shot. Yeah, I think what was that that other one where they killed the kid, which was Feast. That oh, was. Dude, I fucking love the Feast movies. Yeah, I think I've only seen the first one. Oh, dude, and they fucking get so ridiculous. After fucking uh, the first one, because they're shot on vi- director video, they shot them back to back for like no money, and you can tell how cheap it is and shit. They're f- they're fun watches, but I can totally see why people don't like them because they don't like fun jokes. <laughs> yeah, that it was it was over the top for me. It was like okay, you know, it kind of it appealed to my like to my raunchy nature. Like I get I got the raunchy humor. I love the raunchy humor. But after a while, I was like, you know, it kind of, it felt like I was being told, you know, a dirty joke over and over and over again. The first one, I, I loved it. I loved that they killed the kid, you know, and, and, and the part where the monster starts throwing up the kid, like starts vomiting parts of the child, you know, onto some other guy. Yeah, that was freaking hilarious. And of course, the little demon monster mouth raping the psycho lesbian chick, that was kind of amusing too. That's the director's wife. <laughs> Mm, it looked more like the director's husband to me, because she was butch. <laughs> well, you know, a haircut will do that. Uh, uh, anything else you got up your sleeves, Tom? Ah, uh, tattoos. Oh, good one, buddy. Fucking <laughs> got him. Ah, uh, let's see, man. Just uh, working. Just getting masks painted. It's starting to warm up a little bit now, so I don't have to fucking submerge my hands in ice-cold buckets anymore till they dry out and start to crack and bleed, so that's good. It just fucking sucks, because I'm from Chicago, and uh past two days here in Texas, we had an ice storm. And everything just fucking shuts down, because nobody knows what to do. It sucks. No work can get done, because everything just comes to a fucking standstill. Because people don't know what to do. They didn't even throw any fucking sand or anything out on the roads. It's crazy. think you'd have one fucking truck in emergencies. I don't know. It just sucks, because it fucks with my money. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I think I know how you feel. Good. Good and grand. (laughs) 
yeah, I mean, yeah, this was a good show. I mean, I just wanted to just, you know, hit, hit the ball with you about, you know, what your show's about, what it is you guys do, and, you know, just the fun behind it, and that it's a good, fun show, and that people should fucking listen to it. And, yeah, and you're going to hear a lot of horrible, horrible things being said on that show. Very, you got very little taste here. But just remember, it's all in jokes. You can be sad and cry about horrible shit, or you can laugh about it. Chances are, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. So just laugh at ridiculous shit. Don't walk around with your head up your ass, and just try and be the best goddamn person you can. Just take it day by day. That's all I can say, day by day, one day at a time. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess we'll wrap that up here. So thanks for coming on the show, Tom. No, thank you for having me. I had a blast, and I got to tell you. (laughs) This is my favorite podcast ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's another joke. No, it's from the heart. I've always wanted to come on. I've been listening to you for years, and man, <laughs> it's just a real honor. Yeah, yeah, and I've only been on for like a couple months. <laughs> no, no, you haven't. You haven't. Don't be so modest, Mr. Limbaugh. You're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. And I will send you those pills because I know you like them. (laughs) Oh, good God. To email the show, write to conspire a theory, all one word, conspire a theory at outlook.com. Music provided by Killer. Find her at soundcloud.com backslash Kira Kura. If you want to find me around the internet and maybe commission me for some artwork, a few good places to find me would be at DeviantArt. You can find me there at chrisholm.deviantart.com. That's chris, C-H-R-I-S-H-O-L-M dot deviantart.com. I can also be found on Tumblr at psychris.tumblr.com. That's P-S-Y dash C-H-R-I-S dot tumblr t-u-m-b-l-r dot com i could also be found on fur affinity you could find me on furaffinity.net slash user slash cychris p-s-y-c-h-r-i-s backslash if you'd like to connect with me on facebook i'm available at facebook backslash chris home comics you could also find me on twitter at psycho chris be sure to find me check out some of my art and If you'd like, tell me some of your stories.